everybody, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom. And if you've been listening and you don't get that reference, it was in a previous show that uh, all of the right-wing crazy nut jobs all of their organizations always have like the association for freedom or the american fund for freedom or whatever and in any case that's our tagline we're the soaring eagles of freedom has it garnered <laughs> us any more listens though i don't know because i haven't really advertised it apart from just saying it at the beginning so. <laughs> oh man we need like a crazy eagle logo with like our four faces like coming out from under the wings <laughs> Fireworks shooting off and American flags. There you go. Well, yeah, the eagle talons gripping our heads instead of uh, yeah, instead there of you our go. Ouch. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll look into that. In any case, this is a show for Monday, November 19, 2018. We're recording on Monday because, well, holidays. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news and politics and give our opinions from a secular point of view. If you would like to join in the conversation, you can go to facebook.com slash profanearg and post your thoughts or a link you would to an article you would like us to discuss. And if you would like to join us live, you can join on Patreon. You can go to our website, profaneargument.com, and click the patron link. You can sign up for as little as a dollar a month or as much as you'd like to help this podcast keep going. And you will be able to use your patron link to join us on Discord and comment just like the Pittsburgh Atheist, who is with us again. Hi, Jeff. This week on the show, we will be talking about a Khashoggi update and senators who are now suing the White House. But first, um, I wanted to do a little bit of update on the election that is still going on. This is week three. Yeah, baby. Of the midterm elections. And there are still six at, that I am aware of, six seats that are still in play. The senatorial seat in Mississippi, uh, Senator Heidi Smith or Hyde Smith versus Mike Epsey. That is a runoff election. So mm. that's going to occur later this month, I believe, although I don't have the date in front of me. But there's also several House seats in Georgia, in Maine. Two in New York, as well as one over in Utah. So are they still counting ballots at this point? Or oh, they're each recounting? One, yeah. yeah, each one is a little different. There was in Georgia, there's a less than a thousand vote margin. Wow. In Maine, there's a legal challenge about, uh, because of it, because uh, it, was, it was so close. In New York, there's a couple. There's uh, Anthony Brindisi... Uh, has claimed victory over Claudia Tenney, uh, but she is yet to concede, and it is a very narrow gap between the votes. All of them are like, they're 50-50, like straight down the line. In Utah, less than a 0.02% lead. Wow. It's just, yeah, it's too close. So they're recounting and recounting and filing lawsuits, and who knows? Hopefully they'll get it squared by the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the amount of uh, lawsuits and voter suppression is r ramping up a in an alarming way. Yeah. Makes you wonder if, uh, you know, what the elections are going to be like in the future. I mean, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, I was going to say, hopefully they're all this close. <laughs> and I was sure. going to say, what elections? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, my thing is, hopefully more states are going to have the elections like that we had in Florida and actually vote to like they allowed you know 1.4 million people to vote who couldn't previously because of their their felony convictions that's i think that's going to make a huge difference in Florida you know what i can't well, understand is how does that get through but DeSantos or DeSantis whatever his name is and Rick Scott still win yeah yeah i don't know how it got onto the ballot with those two. Yeah, it, it just seems so just counter counter yeah. each other. Like, you wouldn't vote for that and Rick Scott. Right. Well, by the way, I, we lost, uh, the Florida lost, we lost all those. Yeah. Yeah. Not terribly surprising. Well, not, not incredibly surprising, but at the same time, kind of disheartening because, you know, it was close. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, agreed. But you could easily turn it around and say, well, that's good because it was close because Florida, you know, 
Who knows what's going to happen in Florida? Or you could just say, we played by the rules that were laid down, and we counted yeah. every vote, which you suggested we didn't, and you still right. won, you fucking assholes. <laughs> That's the thing that, that you everybody should take as, as being heartening. All of these places where it's really close, most of these places have been heavily gerrymandered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the fact that it's close is granted right. in the state election. It's it's not as not as big of a deal like for governor, but for the house seats, mm. agreed. Yeah, the and voter suppression. It, it, the fact that they the only way that Republicans can win at this point in a lot of places is with voter suppression and with gerrymandering and with cheating and filing lawsuits to not count votes. It yeah, really just keep that in mind something. if you support these guys and you listen to this show. Right, that Rick Scott, DeSantis. And the president were like, no, don't count every vote. Right. Yeah. That's- I mean, really, that should speak tons. That should. <laughs> but it doesn't. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, for, for a lot of people, it's not about getting a consensus. It's about winning, regardless of how you do it. Well, and that is the fundamental problem we have at the moment. Also, there's a reason we do this shit in November and the people take over in January. <laughs> right. It's not like the person that goes to work the next fucking day and there's nobody in charge for the two months. <laughs> Right, there's shit to do. Recounting to do. So I saw an article that uh, hit my news feed from rewire.news. It uh, has a couple interesting points. The headline is, politicians take note, secular voters are growing part of the population. Mm. And it cites some what it calls important milestones. One thing... Protestants were not the majority in the electorate, according to the Religion News Service, hmm. uh, in this in this election. That is the first time that that has been recorded by them. So just to check, just to check my terminology, a Protestant is any Catholic, is any Christian that's not a Catholic, right? Correct. Okay, just double checking. And the Catholics did not gain any ground. It's because the the nuns are coming out more. <laughs> not not N U N N O N E. Right. Those who check who check none under their religious affiliation. Because yeah, the number of people in, in the U.S. who entered the voting booth, but also don't go to church, went from eighteen percent in twenty fourteen to twenty seven percent in twenty eighteen. So that's a 50% increase in the number of people who aren't religious who are voting. It's pretty impressive. Mm. And the other statistic that I saw in here is from the Pew Research Center. The nuns, those who say that they don't have religion, 17% in uh, 2018, up from 11% in 2006. Wow. So not as many as there could be, but I think that's a significant, significant numbers. And we've noted before, too, that the younger you are, the more secular you tend to be. So as the, the old uh, the old Protestants and the old Christians and the old Catholics die off, the youth will fix this in time. It's just, are we going to survive to that time? <laughs> <laughs> we will survive. Mm. Democracy survives is the, the key. Yeah. I'm always shocked, though, by people that I knew at high school and grew up with who were not religious at all and were kind of awful people sometimes and did unreligious things, have all become super fucking religious in their 40s. Hmm. What the hell causes that? Uh, the thought of um, Im- impending death. Yeah. Scares a lot of people. Really? Yeah. I mean, I yeah, say, I mean, I, yeah, yes. I, mean I get that, but uh, kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought kids might have something to do with it, too. I don't understand, though. I mean, why would you want to perpetuate the, the abuse you served, you, you, you suffered under as a child? I don't, I don't quite understand that. Well, I don't think that a lot of people consider their religious, you know, if they were forced to go to church as a kid they, they and then they didn't go to church, they thought, well, I'm rebelling. It's not that they didn't think that the stories were true or that God didn't exist. It's that they were rebelling and now they feel that since they have kids, they need to calm down and give those kids a better life and a good moral understanding. And they think the only place to do that is in church. Well, certainly abdicating your responsibilities as a parent to an external magical force is certainly easier than doing it manually. I'll give you that. But yeah, but there were like so it's rum springer. There were some people I knew that like even back when I was like 16, 17, I'm like, yeah, that person's going to be like a church goer, you know, Mm. but but there are people I was like really good friends with who like it was never brought up. They I don't even think they went and like now they're all about that shit. And I'm just like, Hmm. Where the fuck does that, like, how does that happen? It's crazy. Even back then, I knew that was fucking shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know. That's all I. That's all I have. I think they. I. I don't think that a lot of people who don't go to church. I think they still believe in the stories. They still believe that God is real, and they just because they haven't questioned it. Sure. And being the parent of a young child, yes. Have you run into any social situations with other parents where they're like asking about your church going habits or anything? It has not come up yet. Somehow. Oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. And you actually, well, I. For the most part, I think the grandparents I – mean, one thing that Jeff mentioned was grandparents forcing baptism. I don't think that that's necessarily the case for you, although maybe the uh, maybe the other side of the family it is. I don't, I don't, nope. I don't know. No, nope. nope. we're totally in the – it is for me personally, it either happened or my grandmother threatened my parents with that regularly. Like one of these weekends when, when – I'm watching Ian. I'm going to go take him to get baptized while you guys are out doing whatever it is you do. Maybe like whatever. <laughs> yeah, just watch be, our kid. <laughs> because it's a. It, I don't understand that threatening people with something that they think is meaningless and hollow. <laughs> you want to do something meaningless and hollow that my child will just be confused about? Okay, <laughs> doesn't but, mean um, anything. <laughs> yeah, no. Both of my parents were raised Catholic and attended Catholic school, and both are fully reformed at this point and <laughs> kelly's mom only recently discovered religion as 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 recent as like the last three to five years but yeah from what i understand it's more of a spirituality so, thing for her isn't it um no oh okay but i will tell you about it later okay <laughs> <laughs> fair enough my mom asked me last week if i wanted to have a bar mitzvah what that's awesome <laughs> Yep. You're not 13. Nope. I don't think. <laughs> I may act it, but I am not. <laughs> but why? Are there gifts money? and money involved? No. Yeah, <laughs> we got on the subject uh, because my mother went to Temple <laughs> last week or like a week and a half ago to say a prayer for the people that were killed at the synagogue. Mm, Pittsburgh, sure. And um, she asked me if I wanted to go. And I was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I was like, I, don't, I never even had a bar mitzvah, mom. And she goes, do you want to have one now? <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> and it's really sad because the temple over by us, there's so little Jews in the area anymore mm. that they don't even have a rabbi. There's no official rabbi there or anything. Mm. <laughs> Just Jews hang out together? and <laughs> Well, not many of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Hey, I don't know. It, it kind of, I mean, if you, if you took the religion component out of it, it's like, you know, I don't know, a cultural background and you know, talking to people of the same cultural background as you, but you don't even have the culture to go along with it, really. So, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't see much point, really. Yeah. But if I do do the bar mitzvah, Jeff, I will do it on air on the podcast and record <laughs> it. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Mm. Uh, hey, speaking of the Jews. Right. That's what I was hoping first, for. <laughs> my first story is an update about the yeshivas in New York. God damn it. <laughs> God, don't you? Damn you it. totally. Oh, I'm rich. God damn it. <laughs> really? I I may have secretly texted Jared during the last segment and said, "I'm open to taking bets on the third segment." I bet he nails it. And Jared said, "I'll take that bet." <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ray. I was going to split the winnings with you. <laughs> you corrected me last time, so you know I you, you should. Sure, you lost the bet, but it was due to your instructions. I should have never brought up the bar mitzvah thing, because I probably got you thinking about Yiddish words, and you got it right. <laughs> uh, All right. So, so that never to, happened. <laughs> so people that are confused on the podcast, the bet was that he pronounced yeshiva correctly, which he is not prone to do. So <laughs> <laughs> That is true. Multiple times. Yes. However, this week I got it right. And the update on the news, three years after launching an investigation on 30 Jewish day schools, the de Blasio administration is still being barred from entering six of the high schools involved in the inquiry. So they are still not able to get in and do a review and investigation on what the kids are being taught. The idea is that in these schools, they are not being taught the education that should be required. They're not being taught full English or history or social studies. They are oh, nothing secular. It's all about the Torah, 
and Jewish tradition. Well, isn't there, I mean, what is it called when uh, uh, colleges, oh, accreditation. So how do they have accreditation? There's got to be an equivalent for schools. Why don't they just take away their accreditation so that you, if you graduate from these schools, you don't actually have a state-acknowledged high school diploma? N- not that they would necessarily care, I suppose. Right. Yeah. That wouldn't fix this problem at all. Yeah. Yeah, I huh. think that is what they are actually trying for because right now these schools have a an exemption. They Because oh. they're religious, they don't have to follow the standard and get people to pass standardized tests. Bullshit. These poor <laughs> kids. Goddamn. And a lot of the people coming out and being critical of it are actual the family members or the previous students of these schools. Sure, who were disadvantaged by going to this school. Yeah. yeah. We've talked about it several times, but I just thought I'd mention it. It showed up again. There are still schools that are not allowing them to investigate and even... And I don't even know, I mean, they're doing an investigation, but what's the end of it? Could they Could they then go back and take away their exemption? I don't know. I mean, I suppose they could, that the uh, de Blasio could do that. Mm. Or does it have to go through the Board of Education? I'm not, I'm not really sure, but they're fighting it. Well, I'm not sure unexpected. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to go on for a couple more years. So the next thing I have, did you guys see the sign that they put up in Times Square? There was a nope. large sign on the side of a building that said, No Gays Allowed. What? In big, bold letters. Was it to prevent gays from doing something, or was it some sort of crappy performance art? Uh, it was neither. Okay. <laughs> Beneath it, it said, Stop the Alliance Defending Freedom. Learn more at nogays.org. So the Alliance Defending Freedom is a religious organization that we've talked about previously that is specifically anti-LGBTQ. They uh, have done several things to try and limit people's rights. And the no gays allowed was the big, bold text to get your attention that that might be coming. And if they had their way, it probably would be true in several places. You could just put up a sign, no gays allowed, and you don't have to worry about selling the wrong person a cake. (laughs) Oh, so this this is a good thing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it actually was was put up by the people who are against the Alliance Defending Freedom. Oh, interesting. Was Twitter ablaze? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on Twitter that much, dude. I have no idea. So the, the sign was put up by people that are fighting against the Alliance Defending Freedom, just to, to publicize their the hate group. Interesting. I thought it was an interesting way of getting your message out. Yeah. Because it could even trick people who are against gays, too. To be like, damn right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Mike Pence had a big heart on it and was like let down. It was like, oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Things I don't want to think about. (laughs) Over in Missouri, I think I'm on to uh, state news. Over in Missouri, Wentzville. This was a very interesting case. There was an atheist who went in front of uh, the board of Alderman in Wentzville, Missouri. And uh, if you take a look at the video, the board she goes in front of, they, they're behind this huge, massive desk. And it says in letters that are, I don't know, a foot tall, in God we trust. So when wow. you go to speak to the board, that's what you see. That's what's directly in front of you. Foot tall letters, in God we trust. <laughs> wow, that is mm. big. So she went there and said... Well, she gave a good speech. You can go to the link, click the video, but uh, it has the full thing. She went there and said, this is, uh, I'm, you know, this is not just me. This is not just uh, me complaining, but have you really thought about this? These letters that are in front of you and what they represent and how it's discriminating against a good portion of the people that you represent. After she, so you're given five minutes to speak, which is normal in front of a board of this nature uh after four and a half minutes she was told that her time was up and she needed to sit down she did sit down but then the mayor said that she had to be removed so the cops came over and removed her from the room even though that she went and sat back down she was removed from the room completely wow so obviously This is a violation of her rights as a citizen. Um, She contacted the ACLU, filed a lawsuit, and the ACLU of Missouri said that what happened to her was a form of intimidation. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, they took police, went over to her and picked her up out of the room. Yeah, it was intimidation. (laughs) Under what reasoning, though? What did the mayor use as the reason for expelling her? He said that she she was likely to cause more of an interruption to the Likely? 
and yes. that she was from a different city. She wasn't from the local area. Which has no bearing. You right. can be from a different city. And yeah. and she even stated that she was her, – her statements were representing people in that area. Right. How do you – I mean, did he really think he was going to get away with this? Yes, absolutely he did. Yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Do you know what world we live in nowadays? ACLU is well-funded at the moment. Don't mess with them. <laughs> so according to the ACLU, they have updated their city code and committed to respecting freedom of speech and the separation of ch church and state as part of a newly adopted resolution. Uh, there's a copy of the resolution there. They also uh, were awarded $2,500 in attorney's fees, and the police were told that they needed to uh, not just take the orders of their mayor – but actually act independently and remove people from a meeting uh, if they cause a disturbance, not just because the mayor tells you to. Right. Yeah, I mean, she you was four and a half. You think that would be a given. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was four and a half minutes into her five-minute speech. She wasn't doing anything disruptive. She was just speaking. You, you can't drag her out for that. That's, yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad that they recognized the error of their ways and backed down and paid for her legal fees. <laughs> well, I, this was Let's by not go that court far. order. <laughs> yeah, I, recognized and <laughs> were mandated to. Just like, but the part of that whole story that bums me out is that <laughs> cops have to be told, just so you guys know, <laughs> you're not hired goons. You're here to protect and serve the public and enforce the laws, not to act as stormtroopers for the mayor. Fuck. Yeah, I'm starting to think that cops need, like, a strong, healthy dose of comic book reading. Like, <laughs> like from, like, Silver Age to, to – we'll stop. We'll just Silver Age shit, right? Just get it hammered in head. And then we refer to them as superheroes all the time. And maybe just one of them one day would go, this probably isn't right taking this woman out. She hasn't done anything, right? And do I actually have to listen to the mayor? Well, just just flat up saying, may I ask your honor what what she what she should be charged with? I need a I need a I need something to legitimate to actually remove her from this room. And when he says, oh, I don't know, make something <laughs> up, then you say no. Just She's disturbing the proceeding. She's I mean, likely make it. to cause a disturbance. We're doing a thought crime now. It's a <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking right, Minority right. Report. He's back there reading little balls. Yeah, and telling the cops <laughs> to arrest this woman. <laughs> Shush. So a good shout out to uh, Sally Hunt, who is uh, a, a Pittsburgh atheist, said the passionate atheist. Uh, she's known as online. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's just an example of, look, even if you do get, you know, shot down at your first speech or if you go out and you decide to become active and you're escorted from the building. OK, that doesn't mean you have to stop. Keep pushing. Contact the ACLU. Contact the Freedom From Religion Foundation. See if there's anything legally that you can do. Just don't do anything illegal, and mm. uh, the law will be on your side. I am now following her on Facebook. There you go. <laughs> good idea. Uh, something that is not uh, so good of news, but Arlene's Flowers. If you remember Richland, Washington, I think we mentioned this very briefly. There was a woman who owns a place called Arlene's Flowers. She refused to do a flower arrangement for a gay marriage. And it's the same kind of deal as the, the cake situation, right? Mm -hmm. She was taken to court. The court sided in the plaintiff's favor. And then it went to the state Supreme Court. And then they filed to go to the U.S. Supreme Court. The U.S. Supreme Court turned it back down and said, no, it's a state's problem. They are now filing again based on the Colorado Baker mm. and the previous Supreme Court ruling that was made um, because they say that Washington State, just like Colorado, was discriminating against her because of her religion. Yeah, but I thought the Supreme Court precisely said when they made this ruling, this doesn't mean that we should be bringing more cases. So I guess they didn't get that message, huh? And the lawyer and said, oh, yeah, it's a really narrow ruling. But that narrow ruling also applies here based on no evidence or facts that we can provide. And it doesn't matter because Kavanaugh. It's, there is a much better chance they'll take it. Exactly. It's a much better chance they'll take it. And, you know, Kavanaugh, he's all about that precedent. And now yeah. the precedent's been set. He'll turn it around and side for the flower shop. And he did promise retribution. <laughs> we'll keep an eye on it, but it just seems like that's the way that uh, this story wants to go. I wonder if 
the religious community sees the irony because they do so much discriminating. <laughs> and then as soon as something like this comes along, they're like, you're discriminating against me because I'm religious. I'm like, of course you're not. Fuck you. <laughs> That's absurd. Although I would probably discriminate them against them because they're religious. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably more likely that they said, hey, we could use that discrimination thing, too. Let's work on that. We don't really feel discriminated. We just want our <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah. It's just like the Trump uh, administration. Turn it around. Turn whatever you are doing, turn it around and blame blame your right. enemy for it. That's fair. I'm not the puppet. You're the puppet. <laughs> <laughs> fire in California? Blame the firefighters. Blame them for not raking the forest. <laughs> That's later in the show. Come on. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. I jumped ahead. <laughs> yeah, let me get to the state stuff. Uh, Oklahoma. Uh, one thing that came out of the elections, there is an anti-vaxxer. Who is governor of Oklahoma now? <laughs> <laughs> so they went for the most qualified guy, right? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> he says that he is driven by faith. But wait a second. He has never run for elected office before, and he gives all the credit to God. And he won by a comfortable 12-point margin. How? How? Yeah. Thanks, Oklahoma. Yeah. Who the fuck did he run against? <laughs> Drew Edmondson. Hmm. And again, but it doesn't matter. Drew Edmondson could have been the most qualified, best possible candidate for the job. Yeah, I hear he was a Democrat. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can't elect those. (laughs) I I mean, seriously, that is what we heard, right? That, well, anything is better than a Democrat. Right. Yeah, but Kansas voted in a Democratic governor. Yeah, but they've been screwed over by a Republican governor for the past. So they just need this guy to fuck the state up and then. Then they'll see the light. Yeah. All right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Only when it affects you will you start to realize. Right. Yes, exactly. Well, when all the kids die from measles and mumps and shit like that, there's no young people in in Oklahoma. Right. Maybe well, they'll it, go. There's a, there's a measles outbreak somewhere in, I want to say Virginia at the moment, in an anti-vaxxing heavy area. A... <sighs> <laughs> newly appointed, newly appointed <laughs> Oklahoma Surgeon General, Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we, you just mentioned Texas. Uh, over in Texas, there's a guy who, Peter Hotez? Peter. Uh, he is a scientist who has dedicated his life at this point, fighting the anti-vax movement. Hmm. Um, he has written a book, Vaccines Did Not Cause Rachel's Autism. He has a daughter named Rachel who's autistic. Uh, she was diagnosed at 19 months she is now 25, and he is completely about going up against the anti-vax movement. Hmm. So if you want to take a look at the article, there's a lot of information. I mean, it's it's too much to get into, but it completely debunks the idea that the mumps, measles, rubella vaccine has anything to do with autism. It cites where that information uh, has come from. And answers a whole lot of other questions about the politics involved and and what's going on in Texas. The numbers that they cite, though, in Texas are kind of scary. There were 2,300 exemptions in Texas in 2003. 2,300 vaccine exemptions. So when the school sends a, a letter saying, your kid hasn't received vaccines, et cetera, you know, you got to fix this. The parents go out and get they get into a religious exemption. There were 2,300 of those in 2003. Last year, there were 53,000 in Texas. Wow. Oh, wow. That is dangerous levels yeah. of lack of protection. Right. Well, and it's not lack of protection for those 53,000 kids either. Well, it's it also, is. Well, it, it, but it's not just that. It's right. also lack of protection for all the kids who can't get vaccines because they have compromised immune systems or for whatever actual medical reason they can't get them. And for all the kids where the vaccine just didn't, simply didn't work. So well, their is- body didn't work more more accurately. I mean, the vaccine, sure. you know, the idea of the vaccine, it introduces it to the system and then the system is supposed to generate a way of dealing with it. And some no. people, it does just, their, their body doesn't create a effective way of dealing with these things yeah right so they're not just endangering their themselves and their own children but they're endangering other people's kids that's the thing that gets lost in the noise i think i'm not even sure that a lot of people have heard that argument Mm. or that they understand the argument that you're endangering other people's kids not just you well and and adults too 
an, an adults and um, people whose immunity was never set and then now have, you know, compromised immune systems or just generally unhealthy. Herd immunity is a real thing. It's why I, I always get a flu shot now. It's not for me. I'll be fine if I get the flu. I'm not protecting myself. I'm protecting the people around me. Fake well. news! <laughs> <laughs> How yeah. could you be so fucking stupid? I just don't get it! <laughs> because you can't... They have faith. And you can't fight faith with facts. Faith in what? What Jenny McCarthy had pr- proposed a f- yes, five years basically. ago? Yeah. That every scientist has come out and said, No, the onset of autism just happens to be around the same time that kids get vaccines. Right. That's it. Cl- no evidence. Global, <laughs> global warming, same argument. People don't have facts to back up their beliefs and their faith that, you know, God will fix things or um, the scientists have to be wrong because the alternatives are too big, expensive, and scary. So you can't fight faith with facts. It doesn't work. I mean, I may have brought this up on the show before when we talked about this, but I, did I mention about my mom and how, you know, she lived when the pol- before there was a polio vaccine mm. and mm. what it was like? And I was like, well, what was it like compared to, you know, she goes, oh, before the vaccine, you never, you didn't leave the house. You didn't hang out with other kids. You didn't go to public swimming pools. You didn't go anywhere where there was big groups of kids. Yeah. Anytime that there was a polio case in the area. Yeah. yeah, And she goes, after that, we could do whatever we wanted. And people survived and people were not dying. Based on that alone, I mean, just look through common history. You're going to say, I'm going to roll the dice and see what, what kind of diseases my kids get. Yeah. Do they think is that, that's what I'm wondering? What do they think is going to happen to their kids? That they're not going to catch these diseases? They think that the catching uh, catching autism is worse than the potential of these other diseases. Than shoving their kid in an iron lung? I guess they don't do that anymore. But <laughs> no. well, it's funny because when I was a kid, I helped out. There was an old lady old lady that lived down the street who had who bred dogs and took care of other people's dogs in a kennel, and she had polio when she was a kid. And she had significant issues. And this is something that there are still people around. Well, I don't know if she's not around anymore. But when I was a kid, there were still people around that suffered the effects of polio. This is not that long ago. It's still out there. Um, That's one of the things that, what's his name? Bill Gates spends a lot of money on is polio vaccines. It's resurging again in um, Pakistan and Afghanistan, I think. It never got eradicated there. And now they all think that um, the polio vaccines that people are taking in there are part of a Western plot. So it's the whole thing's falling apart. We almost, almost had it gone, but we don't. Thanks a lot, Playmate of the Year 1994. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What she and people like her started. Ugh. I also blame people like, um, I can't remember her name, Blossom, um, whatever her name is. She's on the- Bialik? Yeah. yeah. Hates vaccines? No, no, I don't want to go that far, but- Because I thought she was like real smart and stuff. She (laughs) is, and she is actually a scientist, which is why I blame her for saying, well, you know, people need to do what they feel is right. She came Uh, in on the mm. complete neutral ground on it. And uh, so there was a there was a big hype about her because people were like, oh, she's anti-vaxxer. And she's like, no, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. But then she's like her her opinion was people need to, you know, come at it at their own speed. And I'm like, you're a scientist. You science. <laughs> yeah. No. Enforcing enforcing vaccines that you having an exemption. Because of medical reasons, sure, there's some kids who shouldn't get the vaccine. They, their, their system can't handle it. But religious regions? Come yeah. on. Mm-hmm. I think this happens experience. to every civilization in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> like you just keep ramping up and things are going well and going well. And then all of a sudden, everybody just gets fucking dumb and goes, <laughs> now we need to go back to the way things were before, where we all died from diseases and we listened to dictators and kings. Why don't we just go back to kings? Kings and queens, feudal system. I, I don't know. I have trouble. I don't believe in the the Star Trek or the Star Wars, well, Star Trek um, vision of the, of the of the rest of the galaxy. I think that there is going to be a significant difference. If they manage to actually get out of their local solar system, I think they've solved these problems. <laughs> mm. So, But have they not managed to get out because they have similar stupidity? They have religion? I don't know. I think that's more of a human thing. I don't think animals have religion. I think it, for the most part, it's just a human construct well it might be any intelligent being construct i mean at some point when you're in that halfway area you're gonna have to start trying to explain the world around you and you probably start making stories up Mm. you know 
There's it. There's always the point where the little guy has to get one over on the stupid big guy, and he makes up the story of the the sky god who doesn't <laughs> want him to have rape for dinner. To quote uh, uh, Patton Oswalt, mm. <laughs> I think I'm going to have rape for dinner. <laughs> and then then he tells him the story about the sky god and how he he doesn't like it when you do that, and then you know you should when you don't do that, uh, you know you good things happen to you it's 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 you know it's a tool used mm. in in some instances in the development of at least in human society i don't know i the idea that uh, the the citizens of a you know alien culture got past this point and were able to educate all of their people i don't know maybe that's why you never see you know aliens or maybe it's the <laughs> distance i don't know could be the distance yeah yeah there's a lot of factors. <laughs> Can't change the laws of physics. <laughs> uh, so we were in Texas. Texas, this is a follow-up. The Board of Education Texas has decided to keep Hillary Clinton in their textbooks as a uh, you know person of relevant history. How nice of them. <laughs> they have also decided to keep Moses Ugh. as part of the discussion on historical figures that are important to the founding of the United States. Moses? Moses. What? <laughs> he was the original lawgiver, which is apparently their logic for keeping him in as a founding as a founding father of the nation. I I don't know. I don't know how they're making that leap. I can barely follow it. Well, it's the Ten Commandments thing, like it says in the article. Sure, but he was not the original lawgiver. He was just the lawgiver in the Bible, the one book. It wasn't the oldest book. He's not the original. And actually, he didn't write the laws, did he? He just transcribed them and brought them down from the mountain. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Moses was a real person? <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. I, would, <laughs> I We really should be starting from there. Okay, <laughs> well, sorry. That's well, debatable. Presumably not. That, that's debatable. There was... There, it, the sure. way that he is referred to, it seems likely that there is some... There should be some basis for the stories. Does that make all the stories true? No. The fact that there was somebody who was a leader sometime in history? All right, sure. Maybe his well, name was Moses. I, You know. Sure. Well, as with a lot of other things with Christianity, they, they took other people's stories and traditions and incorporated them into Christianity. So is that possible? Sure. But the idea that he was a lawgiver, I mean... Just look at the laws he gave. They were awful. Yeah. He missed a lot. <laughs> he did. And he repeated himself. It's all it's a heavy god um, worship component to it. Did they also put Superman into this history book that they wrote? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not talking about the creation of a, of a fictional character. I'm talking about the actual story of Superman. <laughs> and how he was Superman? an immigrant and how he acclimated perfectly into American culture. <laughs> oh. Nice. No. They didn't include Superman. <laughs> okay. Thanks for clearing that up, right? <laughs> sure. But, I mean, your point should be valid. It's a completely... It has no bearing on the founding of the country. I mean, sure, the the founders were mostly Christian. That's because it was illegal to not be Christian for so long. I mean, you think about how... I mean, you know, how did Christianity spread? It was by the sword. How did Islam spread? It was by the sword. Mm. How does atheism spread? By opening books. So... <laughs> There's actually something that I read recently that I had, and I guess they kind of glossed over in school and hadn't thought about. But the the religious freedom, the people, the the reason that people came to this country early on was not to, it was to practice their own particular form of religion. But their own particular form of religion, for most of them, was frowned upon because it was too extreme. I mean the. The Shakers and the Quake Shakers and the Quakers and pre Mormon uh, the not the Mormons the um, the Dutch Pennsylvania Dutch all those traditions were too far down the crazy train for Protestant Europe. That's the reason they came here. They didn't come here because to because they know, were seeking religious freedom. They came here because everybody else said get out. Yeah, everybody <laughs> else said you can't practice your crazy religion here because you're you're bananas. So they came to America. So America was founded on religious freedom of extreme religions which i'd never put those put those together well the the facts stated there may be true but you also mm. had i mean the people referred to as the founding fathers many of them were were in no way religious extremists Thomas jefferson well, uh 
John Adams, these people were not religious. Right, but they came later, though. I'm talking about the ones that originally, you know, came and, sure. and actually populated. A lot I, of them were. <laughs> right. Right, right. No, the, brown, the, the, the founding fathers were just landowning British aristocrats that wanted to come over here and get their own peace. Right, once it was settled and once there was actually a stronghold or a foothold right. in, on the land and everybody went, whoa, you can grow things here that are really big. <laughs> and there's <laughs> so much land. Because back then, Europe was, even back then, Europe was pretty populated. And here there was Native Americans who were few and far between. So there was a lot of land to take over. And they had no system of ownership. So right. <laughs> you just, yeah, you just grabbed a piece of land. If you didn't own land, if you were not the first son back in Europe, you came here. But my point being that the, what they talk about in their curriculum is the idea that the, the founding of our nation, mm. the people who came here in the 14, 1500s, they weren't the founders of the nation. Agreed. The, the nation was founded on a, a lot of people who were not strong religious believers. Very true. But in any case, Moses, he's still in the books. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I have in state news. Moving on to some national news. This, I don't know, maybe I haven't been watching the news as much, but I didn't see this except for an alert that I got from the Washington Post. The CIA has concluded that the Saudi crown, crown prince did order Khashoggi's assassination. Yep. Now, we had really, I mean, I had no doubt about that. I think it was kind of obvious from mm -hmm. the reactions that uh, the crown prince had. But the CIA has now said, yep, we have confirmed that that is the case. Well, I would, I would, they didn't say that out loud. It, it has been reported by anonymous sources that that's what the report says. I don't think they've come out. They haven't come out and said that. I don't, they would never do that. I don't think. Is that true? Mm, I'm trying to know. find a, a backing of that because uh, my understanding was that the CIA had, um, or someone from that. the CIA had said that. I thought I saw that on CNN. Hmm. Now, since then, um, a member of the Trump organization came out and said, well, actually, Trump even said, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to talk to people. Nobody has actually given me a briefing on that, etc. And then somebody in his administration came out and said that uh, they didn't say that, uh, that they were just... Uh, the, that, you know, we're still looking into it, and they said that they had not seen an official report that uh, that the, the prince was involved. Mm. Yes? One of the crazy parts of the story is that Saudi the Saudis have arrested 11 alleged participants, and they said they would seek the death penalty against five of them. So the crown prince of Saudi Arabia ordered a, whole, a bunch of people to go over to Turkey and kill a journalist, and now he's going to execute five of them. That's nice. Yeah. You got to give the masses something. Yeah. Shush. You also have to get rid of the evidence. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they feel like the evidence is out there. I feel like this is, uh, I don't know if you guys remember Gangs of New York as vividly as I do. <laughs> when the uh, the head of Tammany Hall in New York goes down to the, the slums with Daniel Day-Lewis and he's like, hey, everybody thinks that I'm uh, committing some crimes. So could you find like four volunteers, three or four volunteers that I could hang, so it looks like I'm upholding the law. And he's like, do you want three or four? He's like, yeah, four. He's like, anything in particular? He's like, no, just people that no one would miss. <laughs> I imagine that's yeah. how it went down. <laughs> Probably. Uh, did you see that uh, Trump said that he did not want to listen to Turkey's recording of the, of the murder? <laughs> I did not see that. Yeah. I didn't see that either. Yeah, it was one of his helicopter interviews. He said that um, he was told that it was uh, very graphic, and that he decided, and he was advised that he didn't need to listen to it, listen to it. So he decided not to. Mm. But he also he's also sticking with his buddy MBS, right? Yep. He's like, I don't know. He said he didn't do it a few times. <laughs> Actually, I I believe he has gone so far as to say, well, you know, you know he, they buy a lot of things from us. They're good friends of the United States. And, you know, we might just have to let this one go. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to shit on an ally. Yeah. Even though they've repeatedly lied and changed their story. None of this makes any sense. Right. Did but you it know also that up until, I don't know, about two weeks ago, we were doing in-air fuelings for Saudi aircraft that were bombing Yemen, children in Yemen. Mm. Well, about two weeks ago, we just Children we said, specifically? Bombing Yemen. Fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
they're bombing the Houthis in Yemen. Yes. They're being very cavalier about it and not really caring about the, the fallout. But right. saying they're bombing children in Yemen is not <laughs> entirely accurate. <laughs> they did bomb children in Yemen, but fine. They were, they're, not being, they're not carefully bombing. But yeah, so about two weeks ago, we said, yeah, we're not going to do in-air refueling for you anymore. Because that'll show them. And this is the president who takes no shit, is what they say. But he seems to take shit from dictators all the time. Oh, yeah. And, and cowers like a pussy. Because he's a mm-hmm. pussy. Yeah. If that's a, sorry if that's offensive to women. Yeah, they're, they're rather strong and elastic organs, so it's kind of insulting, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go back. All right, I'm going to make this argument again. The term pussy <laughs> is being used as a coward is in reference to a pussycat. They're cowardly. Uh, that is true. They, they run away. It actually did not originate. I know that's where it has come to, but it did not originate referencing the female genitalia. I okay. take my I take back my apology then. <laughs> <laughs> Say pussycat. It'll be fine. <laughs> He's a scared man. He's a very scared man. Yeah. So I'm I'm still I'm up in the air about this because I had seen that the CIA had made this statement and that then the uh, State Department came out and said that the CIA's findings were not entirely accurate. So she said that the reports indicating that the U.S. government had made a final conclusion are inaccurate, but she was not saying that the that anything against what the CIA said, she was saying that the U.S. government has not made a final conclusion. Mm-hmm. And she is a Trump spokesperson. So it's she's basically it's saying <laughs> Trump isn't saying that. Right. So the findings of the CIA and senior intelligence intelligence officials was that the crown prince was involved in the decision, according to a post on uh, yeah Washington Post. I mean, it is it is a, a highly authoritative government structure they have over there. Those people would not have killed him without his express, at least consent, if not instruction. Generally, I wouldn't think so. But in any case, yeah, it's just another example of Trump. Really wanting to side with the dictator as opposed to the people. Mm. Uh, Speaking of Trump's authoritarianism, senators, three senators have sued to get Matt Whitaker's appointment declared unconstitutional. Uh, Blumenthal, Hirono, and White House have filed a federal complaint against Whitaker's appointment. They have the backing of two different attorney organizations that I don't have in front of me, but they are suing, saying that he is has been appointed against the rules laid down in the Constitution because he was not approved by the Senate. The The White House, Trump's organization is, is obviously saying, no, that's ab- absolutely not true. He was approved previously, so we can just re, you know, we can just move him approved into this position. Approved for a different position, though, right? A much lower position, yeah. Yeah, so what? I, I mean, what that's works. a dumb argument. I mean, you you can you can re- replace somebody from you know an equal level, a cabinet position. If he's been pre-approved from another cabinet position, you can shift him over. But it needs to be kind of equal footing, not a lower position. So yeah, but didn't didn't Pompeo still need to be confirmed again for Secretary of State, or is that is that even a confirmed position? I don't remember. Yeah, I'm very confused on what you can do and what needs to be confirmed and what doesn't, but... What's the, the Vacancies way, Reform Act is the... And the way people are, have been moved around, it's really hard to keep track of who needs to be approved <laughs> for what. It's been crazy. And the thing, I, the thing I don't understand is it would be such a rubber stamp anyway. He'd have to go in front of the Senate who would go, rubber stamp, there you go, clink. Just do it. I mean, why not? Well, About- this might be a reason, because even some of the lawyers involved in the Federalist Society have released statements against Whitaker's appointment. Oh, why don't they like him? They believe he is completely unqualified and that his appointment was not constitutionally approved. I hate to agree with them. Damn it. Yeah, well, when they happen (laughs) to agree with you, you can't just change your your mind then. Sure. So, yeah, lawyers uh, have asked the Supreme Court to intervene. (laughs) Drum roll. (laughs) Again, I don't. I keep asking this question. What was the rush? You could have just gotten somebody else who done exactly what you wanted without any of this hoopla. Yeah, I, I, they probably didn't have anybody else that had already gone through Senate approval, and they wanted to get somebody in the seat. They needed to get somebody in the seat right now, otherwise right, Rosenstein would be in charge. But that's the problem. Is like, who's going to stop them in the Senate? 
Nobody can stop them. But it would still take weeks, though. Weeks? weeks? So what? But, what, then, what difference because, does it make? Because Rosenstein would have been in charge in the interim. But he was already in charge of the Mueller investigation, because we all know that's what this is about. Sure. So he would have what, been in charge what, of the what, entire What was going to happen in these next two weeks that was so fucking important? Good question. His son being indicted? Maybe. I don't know. That'd be nice. I mean, did he just hate Sessions that much that regardless, he needed to get that's him out of there? That's what I'm thinking. Th- there is nobody that tells this guy no. Yeah. Yeah. There's nobody that says, like, dude, just sit down and think about this for fucking one minute, please. All right? We'll get Joe Blow from fucking Kentucky. We'll <laughs> take the slot. He says he will do exactly what you want. He fucking doesn't want you investigated either. And let's do it right, and there won't be any issues. Nah, fuck it. Let's get this Whitaker guy. I like him. I saw him on TV. Oh, he has a, a lawsuit against him where he had to pay out $26 million. But, uh, by the way, I was listening to something. One of the <laughs> one of the inventions that he was uh, pushing forward was some kind of time travel technology oh, at that yeah. company. <laughs> That's true. That is, yeah, that is true. So he was listed as a member of this company, and he was uh, he was had been in several public speeches. He given to supporting this company. He had even said that, "Hey, I'm a previous whatever attorney, state attorney." whatever his position was. And I back this and I wouldn't just back anything. Meanwhile, this company was, yeah, they were producing a time traveling device that they were selling to people. And there was also a hot tub related thing. So he was doing the time yes. traveling hot tub movie. I Holy guess. shit. <laughs> and from, and what I learned from most news sources and John Oliver, that it was a scam. It was like a Trump university of helping inventors, right? Yes. Yeah. They would just get money from them, rip them off. And it'd be like, if you sue me, I was a U.S. attorney. I will fuck you up. And then the people would just lose money. Right. Who do you think you're going to believe? What a great guy to have in charge of the Justice Department. (laughs) Yeah. You mentioned John Oliver. One of the best things about Whitaker I saw there was when he (laughs) referred to Whitaker as the Caucasian Shrek. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, Whitaker is, I mean, like we said last week, he has said that uh, judges should have a biblical sense of justice. He's he's just an all-around awful person to have as the attorney general. Again, Trump has found the worst pick possible. Mm-hmm. And yeah, why? Why does it have to be the worst one possible? Can't we go with, like, you know, the B-list of worst people ever? <laughs> He'd probably get, they'd probably get passed in, in, you know, they would never talk about it on CNN. Yeah. They'd just be like, oh, all right. Well, he's going to get this guy. Yeah. He'll probably side with him. You know, he doesn't have a skeletons in his closet. He didn't publicly come out and say the Mueller investigation is horrible and uh, never worked on any time travel technology. (laughs) (laughs) I do like uh, White House's statement. The stakes are too high to allow the president to in- install an unconfirmed lackey to lead the Department of Justice, a lackey whose stated purpose apparently is undermining a major investigation into the president. That's strong words there. From oh. who? Who was that? That's Whitaker. Um, sorry, not Whitaker. Um, White House, The one of the three oh, yeah. senators. Sure. Sheldon yeah. White House from Rhode Island. <laughs> and Trump claiming now. Oh, I didn't know he said that stuff about the Mueller investigation. And they're like, well, what if he does end the investigation? He's like, eh, I'll stay out of it. I don't think it's my place to say anything about it. Meanwhile, on Twitter, he constantly says that they should shut it down. Did you see what he tweeted? Was it yesterday? I think it was. He accidentally misspelled Schiff's name. Oh, instead there's nothing of- accidental about that. <laughs> instead of two Fs, it was two Ts. I'm like, really, Adam Shit? That's that's where we are in political discourse. Oh, yep. my God. Absolutely. <laughs> he probably also put little in front of he it did. accidentally. He did, yeah. Accidentally. Well, Schiff yeah. got him back pretty well on Twitter, though. He gave him oh, a good re- retort. Yeah, he said something like, that's a real good one. Did you? Did your lawyers write that one, or did you? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Talking about the Mueller questions. He's like, did you actually write that one, or did you have a committee? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> but of course, this is where we are in political discourse. The rubes of this nation elected a con man who is known for his uh, ability to do a reality TV show. Of, yeah. of course, this is where we are. Nobody should be surprised by this, you know, by by calling him Adam shit. I mean, come on. That's just that should be expected <laughs> at this point. Sure. Oh, nobody's surprised by it. I, yeah, I saw the tweet and went, oh, yeah, I'm just did. like, yeah, yeah, OK, yeah. That's the kind of lowbrow humor I'd expect. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> All right. I got to mention this before we move on. Jeff posted this. The same. This is off Mother Jones. Whitaker was named to the advisory board in November, the same month 
when a Miami Beach-based firm announced the launch of a extra deep toilet designed to help well-endowed men go to the bathroom without their genitalia making contact with the porcelain or water. <laughs> Something the world really needed. <laughs> I gotta give inventors credit where credit is due. That's a that's a needed thing right there. I guess I, I was on board at first, and then that then the huge junk twist. I was like, "Come on!" Like if you told me you made an extra deep toilet so that when you drop a huge deuce, the water doesn't splash up and hit your bottom, because that's icky. So I'd be like, "Yeah, I do want an extra deep toilet." And I was like, "Ah, oh, come on!" I thought that's where it was going, or like you know, if like your just yeah. load is just too big right? and you want it all done in one flush, here's your extra deep toilet, right? <laughs> But any man who invents that is definitely doing it because he's experienced it. No small penis man is worrying about well-endowed <laughs> men's penises. <laughs> so, ladies, look that inventor up. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not Whitaker that did the invention, by the way. He was just no. in the on the company that was trying to cheat that inventor out no, of his No, he mind. was just traveling through space-time. Yeah, he just ripped that guy off. <laughs> yeah. And now the world has no deep toilets because of him. So there's another strike against him. <laughs> uh, another thing that I did want to mention, Karen, I, I do not have this up if you want to talk about it. The census, the stuff oh. that was going on with the census. The only thing that I remember was that there was something that came out that al along with they wanted to add the question of whether or not you're a citizen – Right. In the census, they also apparently behind the scenes were trying to get some sort of uh, police review of the census. Well, they wanted to just they were discussing ending the confident confidentiality of census. The whole point of a census is that you can you can be truthful because it's all anonymized and the nothing you say on it will, will come back on you. So the adding a citizenship question would be an okay thing to do because they're not going to give that information to the local police. Except that's exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to get rid of the confidentiality of the census so that they can provide local police officials with the names and addresses of people who check on the boxes that they are undocumented and not citizens of the United States. I was surprised, and I'm a fool for thinking that they, of course, weren't doing this. Why else would they put the question on the census? It wasn't to get an accurate count. It was to track them down and kick them out of the country. Of course it was. So when the census comes to ask you questions, ICE is in the backyard waiting for you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Joint operation. If you are an illegal alien in this country, check the box that says, yes, I'm a citizen. Because, or I, I can't ask people to not fill it out because then we don't have good representative data. Yeah, for, that's the major that, problem. Right. And that's the reason, that's another reason why they're doing it too, because it, it reduces the amount of people that are acknowledged to exist within districts. Even though somebody that's illegal can't vote, they still live in a district and their local representatives should, still should be on an equal, it, you know, the numbers should match the people that are in their district. Yeah. The so redistricting is based on census data. Right. That's why they only do it every 10 years. They take the census data and they figure out they're gerrymandering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All too true. Hate them so much. So do we have, do we know what's coming of this now that this come, has come to light or is it just... Yeah, that's happening now. I think at this point, it, yeah, it's just happening now. There is a case going in front of the Supreme Court, probably for the citizenship question. Of course there is. So, sorry. What is it? Is it the last thing I have? Almost the last thing I have. The penultimate thing I have. <laughs> Ivanka is now in, back in the news because of her use of, of a private email. And apparently it was a joint account with Jared... And now there are questions about whether or not they have sent classified information across, across a private email. <laughs> oh, I heard it wasn't a question that she did. <laughs> well, I thought, well, it, she definitely did, but whether or not classified information oh, yeah, was sent yeah. across it was, a, was the question. Well, release the emails. <laughs> release them. <laughs> Maybe. Lock her up. Lock her up. <laughs> Maybe she could just plead ignorance and say that she didn't know that that was a problem. That's not an excuse. One, that's not an excuse, but two, apparently she's never paid attention at any of her father's rallies. Right. <laughs> any. How the fuck does this happen? They have got to be the dumbest family in the world. <laughs> yeah, I thought Ivanka was the smart one. Well, <laughs> up against Eric and Don Jr.? Yeah, sure. <laughs> because the rules don't apply to them. We all know this. 
Like, the first day Trump went to go play golf at Mar-a-Lago, hmm. not one person goes, hey, asshole, you know you said at every fucking rally that you would not play golf? Yeah, he's he spent more time playing golf in two years than Obama did in eight years. That's impressive. No, not that Obama spent a lot of time golfing, but two years versus eight. Jesus Christ. And not one person replies back to Ivanka, you probably shouldn't be sending these from your personal email. Just a heads up. Yeah. <laughs> It's the favored <laughs> child of the president. Who's going to talk back to her? <laughs> I mean, not even talking back. Say it like in a nice way, like Ivanka. I love you, darling. Uh, use the use the government email, please. Mm. This is not going to look good after what your father said all these times. And with Hillary, you don't want to get yeah, that'll just look bad, right, Ivanka? And does Ivanka go fuck you? I'm Ivanka Trump. I can do whatever I want. I do what I want. <laughs> and what are you talking about? What rallies? And he said, "What about whose emails?" Yeah. <laughs> they are. Yeah. F- God damn. If they were smart, we'd be in real danger. Mm. <laughs> we are in real danger. We are, but it could be so much worse if yeah, they were intelligent. It's true. Yeah. Speaking of the lack of intelligence, I have to bring up the rake story. <laughs> so, in addition to the the forest fires or the fires in California, they're not limited to forests. The fires in in Florida or in California. Uh, that the fires in California are, are due to the lack of forestry management, according to our president. But this By, weekend... I just want to throw in there, just one second. By the forestry department that he unfunded? Just, yeah. Okay. Just checking. Yeah. And that 40% of the U.S. government controls. Right. 40% of those forests. So his department. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Sorry. But not only that, but he said that he talked to the Finnish president and that according to the Finns, it, the, the key to preventing forest fires is heavy raking. <laughs> if you rake significantly enough, uh, that prevents the forest fires from spreading. All right. As we said, it's not limited to forest. Also, the president of Finland came back and said, uh, who's he what now? <laughs> I never said well, anything said, of the I, sort. Yeah, he said, I remember speaking about forest fire management, but I don't remember saying anything about rakes. Mm. <laughs> and then have you seen the Finnish people's response on Twitter? <laughs> it has been volumes of, of, of comedy. <laughs> Every one of them doing their part by raking the forest. <laughs> and not just raking. You know, some of them brought, took out their vacuum cleaners yep. and yeah, Roombas. Uh, Jeff yep. just posted a picture of a Roomba in Finland. <laughs> Cleaning up the the foliage. Ah. But, but we need to, you know, just to make it a little bit more serious for a moment. They are the numbers at this point are up to uh, there are a thousand people missing. They acknowledge that there might be some double counted, but a thousand people, and they've already identified. I think they're up to like seventy six at this point. Seventy seven by the last I saw. Seventy seven people dead. Um, that's astonishing and horrific. Yeah, and it, so was was his response. Yes. To be like, eh, I might just defund you guys because yeah. you didn't vote for me, so fuck all of you. Right. What a piece There's of shit. Zero sympathy. That's it, that lack of empathy. Yeah. Well, and he, he was, was asked uh, specifically about climate change. Do you think the climate change had a factor on this? Does this change your mind on climate change? And he said, no, no, it doesn't change my mind in any way. I'm going to have the best climate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was ridiculous. <laughs> oh. Oh, thank God he's so dumb. all right so that's all the news stories i got um i didn't know if i did we miss something about what's been going on in the last week i feel like i missed something there's so much there's so much yeah (laughs) it's so hard i tell you the one thing that that just came to mind there's something that i do want to bring up again the the fact that so we have a two-party system one of our parties all the highest members of one of our parties had an assassination attempt against them. Mm. I just want to point that out again, that it's completely been dropped. Nobody's talking about it. There was an assassination attempt on all the highest members of one of the political parties. There's right. been no response from the Republicans. There's been and no response. And a former response. president. <laughs> it was, yeah. oh, well, that was that was bad. But what was bad? Was it because they didn't go off? Like, what? The, I would expect that if this would have happened you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, that oh, the government huge. would do something. There yeah. would be some sort of committee made to to look into why it happened, see what we can do about it to stop it from ever happening again. Well, maybe in January, you know, we can get some of those things. But Well, but think about it this way. So right now, we have one half 
of one of the three branches of government. It's it's progress. It's the right direction, but it's one half of one of the three branches of government. It's not that good. <laughs> well, there's not a whole lot that, that can be accomplished yet, I would agree. But again, yeah. why is it okay that, well, I'm a Republican and the bombs were sent to Democrats, so it's okay, I'm not going to do anything? Mm. Partially because we're ping-ponging between disasters at the moment. I mean, you know, there was the that horrific shooting in Pittsburgh. I'm there was the, yeah the bombs. There was another one which I'm forgetting. That, off the top Thousand of my head. Oaks was a, like a week after the synagogue, right? And you know, it's I mean, and we never talked about this, but real, you know, that someone who survived the shooting in Vegas got yeah. shot in that fucking bar. Yeah, it's uh, fucking crazy. Yeah, insane. And right now there was a shooting in uh, Chicago in a in a hospital. Yeah, just now while we were recording. Right, oh. but a cop died in this one, mm. and now they're mad. <laughs> also, it happened in Chicago, which they hate that city. Sure. Whatever, everything sucks. Let's go play video games. <laughs> <laughs> so everything sucks right now, and yes, we should go play video games. But again, I think it's just you need to use it as a as a tool to get yourself active, make sure that this ignorance that is so widespread across the country, fight it when you see it. It doesn't matter mm. that it feels like you're never going to get anywhere. I, I, I tell you, one of one, a good friend of mine used to vote Republican all the time. And after I talked to him several conversations, he doesn't vote Republican anymore. He didn't in this election and he didn't in the last. And I'm just a lot of times it feels useless. But now and then you get through to somebody and it's worth making the argument. Right. But it, the key to it is, is that not don't back them into a corner. You have to have an open ended conversation. Yes. And you have to you have to go over and above to be polite to them. I mean, yelling up at them and telling them they're stupid is never going to work. It's more fun, but it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, that is all that I've got. Does anybody have anything else? No, sir. Nay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's going to be it for this week. I want to thank uh, Pittsburgh Atheist for supporting the podcast and for joining us. And today is actually uh, the We Thank Patreon Day. Uh, according hmm. to Patreon.com, they wanted to make sure that everybody thanks their patrons or their patrons of their their uh, whatever they they have on Patreon.com. So I just want to uh, say a big thank you for those who are supporting this podcast. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, please uh, support it by joining Patreon. Um, you can go to the webpage, ProfaneArgument.com. You can join there. Or if you don't have the funds to do that, you can support it by sharing it on social media or leave a review on on iTunes or SoundCloud. If you want to comment, feel free. Again, if you would like to contact us, facebook.com slash profanearg, or you can tweet at profanearg. Also, uh, check out other podcasts that are on the soon-to-be-named network, soon-to-be-named-network.com, shows devoted to comics, movies, other sort of, uh, even video games. Uh, anything <laughs> you want to fill your podcasting time. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night. And may your God go with you.